Welcome to Mance Dawn. I'm Luke. And I'm Janine. And this is a new podcast. This is sort of the test of this podcast where uh, I'm a person who has bad ideas that come from a bad brain and I'm somehow still alive and I enjoy Simpsons and One Piece. And I can easily be talked into whatever kind of nonsense that Luke ever comes up with. I have never seen One Piece, and I know of The Simpsons as well as anybody else listening would. Yeah, I, I feel like in many ways The Simpsons is a bit of hard-to-escape cartoon Americana. I can't say inescapable. Because, like, I knew the, like, weird Christian kids who are homeschooled and, like, didn't get to watch The Simpsons. But for me, growing up, it was like, oh, no, every Sunday night when there's a new episode, we're watching The Simpsons. My brother got, like, the episode guidebooks. And so I'm, like most people, a, I like the first dozen or so seasons of The Simpsons. The point where they start to get, like, needlessly, like, sexist and also really transphobic for a click there. It's like, no, I'll, I'll tap out now. Um, I think that where I started getting off of The Simpsons um, was the episode, it, it might be the title, but, like, just like an easy way to remember it is Homer Joins a Cult. Oh, uh, the Movementarians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of, like, a good area to, like, drop out. I know Devin, my co-host on many other projects, is a hardcore Simpsons fan. And it's like, no, you just keep watching it. But his tastes can be wildly variable. But we're not here to talk about him. We're also here to talk about One Piece, which is something that I got into with the, like, four kids dub, which is kind of, like, infamously bad uh, for reasonable reasons. Uh, and then I kind of, like, got out of it beyond a video game, which is very weird because they had to keep, like, the four kids dub continuity and voices when they localized it which meant that they just had to get rid of a bunch of characters who were in the game who the anime hadn't gotten to yet. Which is a wild thing to do. Uh, but then, uh, through the magic of scans, I started reading and uh, was caught up for a while, took a break, and then at the start of the pandemic, it was like, I got my tax refund we aren't supposed to be going anywhere i'm going to reread all of one piece and play a bunch of one piece video games and then i started watching the anime and uh i hit a point in the anime where the funimation app stopped having the dub work correctly and so that was what got me to stop watching because i there are some things I enjoy subbed, there are some things I enjoy dubbed, but if I'm watching something while I work, dubs are easier. Like, is that a respectable opinion, Janine? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of a lot of times, like, for me, like, I have to come up to that choice, and it, it usually just jumps up to, am I going to actually, like, have time and the attention span to really dedicate like to the sub because that that does require attention and mm -hmm. you know if you if you're working while you have it on being able to hear it is a lot better than having to uh read it or come back to something and not really know what's going on because um you might not know Japanese 
That is very fair. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I know that you don't know Japanese. I'm saying that kind of like in a vague sense, like for other people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not good at languages. I took a year of Latin and then a year of Spanish, and then I just went to a VOTEC program, so I didn't need to learn a language. I grew up in a Spanish-speaking household, and I still took Spanish, and I still almost failed it. I can barely do English. My dad immigrated from Germany, and I am still amazed that, like, he's been here for something like probably over 50 years, and it will still be, like, Christmas Day. He calls up his relatives, or his relatives call him. And he catches up with him. Like, it's Christmas and usually Easter. But anyways, uh, so that's kind of our experiences with Simpsons and One Piece. And so the idea of this podcast sort of came from me remembering that Bart Kira was a thing and kind of being like, yeah, that's making me think about, like, the mid early 2000s on like deviant art where you just had a bunch of kids who were getting into things and just making kind of wild fan art that doesn't make a lot of sense continuity wise and i kind of wanted wanted to capture that spirit and simpsons and one piece both have these impressive catalogs of characters like they joke that Simpsons is the show with like a thousand characters or something and or the cast of thousands the cast of thousands is the terminology that they use for it and I'm not sure there's really a thousand characters I I don't think there is more than a singular I don't believe there are over 2000 Simpsons characters that is my clear defining of what I say there are definitely over like 2,000 named One Piece characters because uh, One Piece scales up and like Oda, uh, the creator of One Piece, loves to go and uh, just make really interesting looking background characters and then some of them turn out to be like relevant years if not decades later. And so what this is going to be is uh, we are going to be, like, watching through One Piece and matching up uh, Simpsons characters into these One Piece slots. And so, Janine, I feel like you're probably going to be a bit more off your off the cuff uh, using your gut with some of these picks. I'm... We're going to try and balance between, like, very chaotic suggestions and also, like, oh, well, if I wanted to take this very seriously, here's a better suggestion. And, uh, we are also doing this with a level of order where One Piece started, uh, its broadcast during the 11th season of The Simpsons. So we can only use characters who existed in the period that I'm going to say the Japanese episodes were broadcast in that we're going to cover in an episode, just because we have a amazing confluence of events if we do it that way. Uh, so we're going to be covering the first three episodes of One Piece and sort of a brief summary, uh, matching some characters. Uh, talking a bit of uh, what happened in The Simpsons, and, you know, we're going to kind of move it from there. So, yeah, this is going to be our show. The show called... Oh, that was the wrong button. That's that's the battle music I like from One Piece, when shit's going to go down. This is our show <laughs> that we call... Man's Dawn. Or annoyed grunt, Mance Don. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, the first three episodes of One Piece are I'm Luffy, the man who's going to be king of the pirates, enter the great swordsman, pirate hunter, Rora Nora Zoro, and 
Morgan vs. Luffy, who's the mysterious pretty girl? And uh, what was sort of your impression watching these three episodes, Janine? Since this was like your first time and you were also watching the subs. Well, before this, the only, um, literally the only thing that I've ever known One Piece for was the four kids rap. Mm-hmm. I've uh, not watched an episode. I've just kind of um, kept from it. So, so, so going into it, not really knowing anything, it does a good job at just letting you know, kind of like world building um, without being too expositiony. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like just like um, kind of any other shonen anime, except it kind of does make some pretty interesting twists and turns, like story-wise. Like there's just, I mean, I guess they're kind of predictable. Like towards the second, like the last few moments of the second and third episodes, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to say like it's an anime, but like it's it's an anime. I mean, that's it's an anime. Like uh, a a lot of these things are like they kind of start off a little bit formulaic because they they all have the same kind of what what they have to do to try to hook you in, you know. Mm -hmm. One Piece definitely like. It's a formula and just sort of starts to expand it for better and worse. Like, uh, I want to say it's maybe five or six arcs in. There's one where it's just like in three episodes, they get to the heart of literally like every One Piece arc wrapped up. And it's just like, yeah, no, this is pretty much what it's going to be on from... er, this is pretty much what it's going to be from here on out. But it's just going to be different locales, different settings, and uh, bullshit is going to get wild. But uh, yeah, this one to kind of summarize uh, Luffy, uh, that's Monkey D. Luffy, going to be King of the Pirates. Uh, you, you did bring up the four kids rap, and I do want to also add in that the guy who originally recorded that did go back and expand the rap for the rest of the crew that has been added since uh, four kids lost the rights to uh, the anime. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as good. Like he kind of takes himself a bit too seriously. Uh, well, honestly, like if people are going to be asking for something like that, it's gonna kind of get to your head, so I'm for. Uh, I would have probably went the same route. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Uh, so Luffy in a barrel gets picked up on a uh ship that then gets uh invaded by Alvida's pirates. Uh, Alvida is a large woman. They. They definitely use different language in the Japanese sub than they do in the dub, where they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, she's fat. And in the comics, it's like, oh, she's chunky. <laughs> just like, you know, it's not the best thing. It's it's not the worst thing that happens in early One Piece. Uh, but yeah, on her crew is Kobe, who's a kid who they just uh, found and forced to be their cabin boy. He ends up meeting Luffy, who is really just interested in eating. His boat got uh, sunk in a whirlpool. Alvita finds him. They end up fighting because Alvita has no idea who he is. And Luffy has a magical power that he is made of rubber. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Nami is in the background stealing things from the various ships. But we really don't get her deal beyond they kind of bring a lot of focus to her. And as a note for you, Janine, this is actually like the second arc in the manga. 
Amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. Which I, I think works well as a, we want to uh, introduce everybody to what the show is going to be about and give you some like arcs and, you know, introduce the people who show up in the credits. Uh, but after they all get stopped, uh, Kobe wants to join the Navy, so Luffy takes him to a Navy base uh, where Roronoa Zoro is uh, kept. He is currently stuck on a cross and has to not eat for 30 days to make up for uh, a little girl who accidentally offended uh, El Meppo, who sucks hard. He's a rich kid's son. Uh, and more specifically, he is the son of uh, Axehand Morgan, who is the leader of this Navy base who kind of runs everybody uh, under his close watch, and nobody really likes him. Uh, they find out that Zoro is going to get killed before his time, so Luffy decides to break him out so he can join Luffy's crew, even though Zoro has been a pirate hunter so far. And uh, ultimately, shenanigans happen. They face down Morgan and uh, set out with the uh, with Kobe after getting the shit eaten out of him by Luffy. Uh, joining the Navy, Luffy did that so that they didn't think that Kobe was going to be a pirate. And uh, Luffy and Zoro head out to try and find uh, what's next and. Nami is looking for some treasure that uh, is with a mysterious figure named Buggy. Yeah, that's basically it. Or is there anything I am not thinking of? Um, I mean, there's a couple of notes. Oh, yeah. Um, no, go ahead. Correct me. It's not correcting at all. It's just kind of like adding to it. Um, a main thing is that uh, Kobe that we met in the first episode tags along for the other two ep episodes, episode mm -hmm. uh, two and three, uh, before we say goodbye to him on the third episode. So he ends up kind of like being a little bit of a recurring character. So that kind of like colors a little bit of like how I want to cast him particularly. Mm -hmm. But that's just kind of like me talking out loud. Can we? I, I mean, like well, just just talking about that. I think we should just get into it, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Uh one of the things with uh, One Piece is that few characters are really gone forever, oh. and like every character. Or almost every character makes an eventual return. Like, I'm going to drop a spoiler image for uh, where we see Kobe in a few hundred episodes. A few hundred. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, will it let me? Yes. Marking it as spoiler. Because, yeah, I he mean... is a weird-looking, wimpy kid. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. You want me to use one of the clips that I have on the board? Sure. Oh no, he's hot! Oh my god. <laughs> uh. I both love and hate that you have a soundboard. I know. It's dangerous, but uh, that's <laughs> what happens when I pay to use Zencaster to record. I get that's that's tools. true. That's true. Mm -hmm. This is all Zencaster's fault. We're it blameless. It really is. Uh, but yeah, so we have a, a group of 18 characters who I feel like we are good to rank here. Uh, like Buggy briefly shows up, but I figure we can kind of wait to uh, cover him because he's in the next big arc. So. Uh, up first, we've got the first named character who we get introduced to, which is Kobe. Uh, who who is your Kobe thought? Now, 
at first I thought Kobe being a nerd is going to get pushed around and everything and then ends up kind of eventually befriending Luffy. I, I was thinking Millhouse, but then um, I, I don't know if it was the hair or the fact that um, this person gets like beat up a bunch. Like I wanted, I want to say Martin Prince. Ooh, that is a good one. Uh, yeah, I had Millhouse written down for mine. Because uh, he definitely does have a crony vibe to him in a way. Yeah, but I feel like Millhouse being much more of a recurring character, I would kind of want to put like up on a more prominent uh, cast member. And... You know, just the nature of not seeing Kobe again for several hundred episodes and kind of forgetting him. I feel like I could do the same thing with Martin Prince every once in a while. You know what? Uh, I am going to go with your view. Also, one of the rules we have is until the other person uses their points, we each have three sort of override points that we can use so if you have and a we really can strong ball each other on anime and cartoon characters yes <laughs> i love it okay so i i am declaring that here but i i feel like generally we can be very amenable on this sort of thing i mean you talked me into this so yeah so then we have uh monkey d loopy and that kind I, of that kind of seems obvious, right? You think I mean, it for does, me. but uh, you know how I talked about like the grand serendipity of the episodes when they came out. Yes. So one of the rules that I have is there are variations of characters. Like there's the Simpsons Bible stories or the tall tales or the historic stories that they tell, and then there's also a few characters a few iterations of characters who I'd say are reasonably distinct from, like, their normal selves. One of those who appeared in Treehouse of Horror number 10, which premiered and was the first episode of season 11, is Stretch Dude, the version of Bart Simpson who stretches. Huh. So, I mean, that's a very on-the-nose, because were you just going to say Bart? Yeah, I mean, I was, but I think that definitely laser-focuses it, right? Yeah, like, we can just bring in a regular Bart Simpson in the future, but uh, Stretch Dude, I feel like, fits very well. Uh, so after that, we have uh, Alveda, uh, who makes a reappearance later on uh, and sort of becomes a recurring. Like so many characters here become recurring. Alveda becomes recurring. Uh, who was your suggestion for Alveda? Now, this one I got stuck on for the longest time, mm -hmm. but. She does give me vibes of Lunch Lady Doris. Holy fucking shit. What's that? Uh, that was mine. It was either that or the Dowager. who's <laughs> just like one of those background characters. But yeah, no, Lunch Lady Doris really works. All right. Well, then, then that's a creep then. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot uh so in the uh one piece manga ichiro oda does a like letters column which uh is interesting because sometimes we'll talk about the origins of characters a lot of times it's people giving names to characters he also talks about like oh well if they are from countries in the real world this is what country these characters would be from or what their favorite food is and sometimes it's like, yeah, you really don't know a lot about these. Uh, but the three pirates who originally find Luffy in the barrel along with Kobe are Hippoko, Hepoko, and Papoko. And they're apparently all brothers, even though they all look very different. 
Uh, did you have anyone in particular you were thinking of for them? I I really didn't. Like, honestly, um, the first three that kind of, like, came to mind was, like, um, Lenny, Carl, and Barney, but I don't know if I want to, like, blow those, you know? Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, so do you want to hear my out-of-the-left-field suggestion? Yes, I do. David S. Hubbins, Nigel Tufnell, and Derek Spalls of Spinal Tap. Oh, I didn't know that guest stars were available to be put on the table. Yeah, they are definitely characters who are in here for uh, another trio of characters I was initially seeing if Cypress Hill would fit, and then I found a much better solution. Amazing. So are, are we good with uh, Spinal Tap? I'll I'll go ahead and I'll write that down myself. I'm not writing down shit, but I am agreeing. Yes. All right. Uh, so then we've got uh, two of our primary characters in here. Uh, we've got Nami and uh, Zoro. But let's do Nami first. We don't get too much of her. And I feel like the easy bad solution is Lisa. I mean, you know that she's going to be around a lot, and it's kind of like there, but um, I I think what's wrong with me, like what I can't really place, is that there's been almost no characterization on Nami other than she's looking for the Grand Line map, mm-hmm. and she's she likes to pressure. steal. Yeah, she's... Yeah. And, I don't think that was like enough for me to um, really come up with anything. So I'm really going to have to like. We can table her if you would like. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and do that. So just just so that I can be able to like fairly make a decision. Fair enough. Uh, do you feel like you have enough of Zoro? I kind of do. All right. Well, I want to hear your suggestion because I've got an easy bad suggestion, which is Homer, which is like the, it is a bad suggestion. It is like a, wait, so are we saying that on some level he's related to Bart, which we don't need to, like, if I overthink it, it is very easy to just get fucked up on it. Uh, So what is your suggestion for Zorro? Hmm. I kind of want to go Nelson Muntz. I can see that. Uh, Do you want to hear my absolute fucking insane suggestion? Sure. Because I'm going to pop some music behind this. Oh, oh no, I accidentally just deleted the the song that I was trying to play. Put that back in. Why did they make it so easy to delete? My wild suggestion is Zorro, the swordsman, from, like, literature and stuff. (laughs) So, one of the other episodes that premiered alongside the... uh, Simpson or uh, one of the Simpsons episodes that appeared alongside these One Piece episodes is EI EI, no! which begins with the film The Poke of Zorro. So that's my like fucking out there suggestion. I think that might be too out there. I I really think it is because he like appears for all of 10 seconds. But it's like, do we see why the fates have aligned? Eh, we we don't need to. <laughs> I I feel like Nelson isn't quite the right energy though. I don't know. I mean like I don't I don't know a lot about 
uh, I don't know a lot about Zoro. I mean, like, from the get-go, he kind of is uh, displayed as kind of, like, someone that's really scary. And then, like, you just kind of see, like, a little bit of a heart of gold, but then mostly just kind of, like, whatever bullshit this troublemaker is, I'll definitely follow along with it. So I really can't find anything else other than Nelson Energy. If he's you got know, any other characterization besides that, I don't fucking know. You know what? And that is a true to what we are doing here characterization. So I'm going to say, yeah, Nelson is going to be our Zoro. Uh, so after that, we have Helmeppo, the shitty son of Axan Morgan. I have Ralph uh, Wiggum. Uh, Ralph Wiggum? I I don't know. I think Ralph has like a little bit of an innocence to him that's like different. I mean, like being a kid of like authority figures, one thing, but um, being a sniveling bastard's another thing. There. I went with Ralph just because of my pick for Axan Morgan and that sort of synchronicity. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So with Morgan, you went with Wiggum? Yeah. Huh. I was thinking more McBain for that guy. For Morgan? Yeah, McBain. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like McBain... Is too might... strong of a... Yeah, and I, who who is your choice for Helmeppo? Out of curiosity, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> there's, there's 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 not a like. I was thinking like about sniveling bastards and everything, and I was thinking about like a couple of them, and I just had to look, and it was just like, no, this. It's either like not a part of like the right season, you know, broadcast time or it was just like I don't know there was like like not enough like the closest I think I got was like Smithers but then it was just like no I that's that's like the wrong energy yeah yeah this, if this is a dangerous game we play uh hmm yeah, like, Ralph doesn't fit 100%. I feel like, for me, it's definitely more of that Wiggum connection. I mean, if we have Morgan as Wiggum, mm -hmm. I feel like... I would feel, like, safer putting, like, one of the other police officers as um, El Mepo, like... More than I would. Ralph? Ralph, yeah. All right. Uh, let me pull up our list of Simpsons police officers. Because uh, all the like cops and Simpsons are at least some level of corrupt. Oh, so, yeah. Like, there's been, like, abuse of power all all the time from them mm -hmm. um i don't know i feel like eddie the cop never gets a lot of characterization he is the white cop and partner of lou oh yeah well yeah i'm looking up here and there's like not a lot of stuff in here uh which simpsons wiki by the way are you looking at uh fandom.com Okay, there are two Simpsons wikis, and they have some very different options. Amazing. That's, yeah, just, that's just how we roll. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Simpsons.fandom.com and SimpsonsWiki.com. Simpsons Wiki gets a bit more granular, which I can appreciate. But also, I'm a fucking nerd for saying that, so... <laughs> Uh, so do you want to say Eddie for Helmeppo? Uh, sure. And then, uh, Wiggum as, uh, Morgan? 
Yes. All right. Uh, did you have any suggestions for Soro, the wolf slash dog, depending on the translation? I didn't. Uh, initially, because uh, going with the Ralph Wiggum, I was just going to say Mittens Ralph's cat that is never actually seen. But let's see uh, what dogs they got in The Simpsons. Because I feel like... Oh, yeah, we could just use one of Burns' hounds, and that's like the exact same thing. It's just <laughs> a bunch of them. Okay. You good with that? Sure. You know, at least the dogs or the bees, or the dogs with the bees in their mouths. In their mouths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we have uh, Queena, who we could probably push because I don't even think they get a name for her in this. Uh, she is the girl who you see fighting young Zoro. Yes, definitely, definitely not enough um, characterization there. But I'm not surprised if she ever turns up again. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about how... Four kids fucked up her arc. Amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we then have Rika and Ririka. Uh, Rika being the mother who runs the cafe, and Ririka, the young girl who tries to feed Zoro and then ends up making him a rice ball with sugar instead of salt. Have any suggestions for them? I don't, actually. Uh, Although there is a section right here for this wiki that has just mothers, so I'm just going to look through that really quick. That's a lot of... Oh my goodness, did you know that it lists Bitey as a mother? Mm-hmm. I called that one Bitey. <laughs> Did you have anything set? Uh, yeah. Just because they are very forgotten characters for the most part. I had Laura and Ruth Powers. The ages don't really work 100%, but it's like nobody really remembers them beyond like the story that is now over 20 years old where uh laura is bart's uh babysitter who he has a crush on but she likes jimbo and then uh laura uh goes on the lamb with marge once and then kind of gets regulated to being a background character I mean, I'm not going to argue it because I feel like both of them kind of, I don't know. Do we see them again? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> you see almost everybody who's given a name. Oh, my God. There's several names here of just so much so people who have like so much more smaller roles inside of the story. Mm -hmm. Smaller than this. Um, I mean, I'll I'll give it to you without a fight because I kind of am curious to see if it becomes relevant later. And then, you know, should we get to that point, um, we can then judge if we made the right decision then. You know. It's like the theme song says, we don't need compasses to guide us where we're going or whatever. We just follow our hearts and the will of the ocean or whatever. We're also making, it's also a better decision to watch the uh, subs because the uh, dub for the first season or so, they decided, oh yeah, we're going to 
redo the theme song in English, and uh, they got the bad Vic guy to do it. And it's not only a bad cover of it, but eventually they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, no, we're just going to keep the Japanese theme songs because <laughs> they have a good uh, energy to them. All right. Uh, then we have uh, a trio, Rokaku, Ukari, and Ripper, who are all Navy uh, agents. Uh Rokaku gets attacked by Morgan. Ukari scratches uh, the statue that Morgan has made of himself, and Ripper takes over the base at the end. None of them really do much after this point. So it's another, we need some filler characters for these filler characters, and I have a suggestion if you don't have anything. Go on. Uh, you know how I said, hey, what if we had Zoro from the Poke of Zoro as Zoro? Sure. Uh, in that movie, he just fights the Three Musketeers, so it's just the Three Musketeers. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, with how little screen time that they get, I kind of want to say yes to it. Mm -hmm. Because A, it's easy, and B, because um, if I don't have to worry about these people again, I, I can probably get them, you know, just... Hmm. Mostly because if this continues, I don't want to, like, waste all of the um, other characters. The possibilities. This is this is three episodes, and we're we're already going through eighteen names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just sticking it with the three musketeers is fine. Uh, and then last we have Gold D. Roger, who we don't learn anything about him for a long time, but he needs to exist as a sort of mythic figure, the former king of the pirates. Do you have any suggestions for Goldie Roger? Hmm. I don't when my gears are turning now. So this is another one where I had a bad suggestion and then a better suggestion. My bad suggestion is Mr. Burns. But, that does feel bad, yeah. Like, you want Mr. Burns to show up as a like actual villain who's going to be active. The better suggestion that I had is Jebediah Springfield, a.k.a. Hans Sprungfeld. Because there you get that sort of larger-than-life mythological figure, which is a lot of what Goldie Roger is. Right, right. And I'm guessing that there's also going to be some kind of secret badness to it that kind of also like alludes to the real Jebediah Springfield. I mean, they're both pirates. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you good with Jebediah Springfield? Um... Yeah, like, I didn't even know that, um, I mean, it makes sense now that I think about it. Um, I thought that Jebediah was like, uh, they, they went in that later on, but no, it was pretty early on that they, um, leads to the Iconoclast. You would know more than I would. I haven't seen a Simpsons episode in a while. I'm mostly going through a lot of these characters by both wiki and memory. Uh, However, I, mean, I do think that, like, uh, Zoro as Munts was probably, like, the one I'm going to be proud about, probably for the rest of this fucking podcast. Oh, yeah, I mean, Zoro is 
a main character, so we're going to be having Nelson Muntz show up in a lot of things. And I, I, I feel like it, like I said, better fits the idea of what this podcast is supposed to be. Uh, oh, so I also mentioned uh, four kids edits. And one of the other most infamous edits happens in this because four kids was like, all right, we don't want any smoking. We don't want any blood. Oh, we don't want any guns. That's... And hmm. so they just edited out a gun that Helmepo holds to Kobe's head with. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like a hammer on a spring on a board uh, on a on a handle. yeah. It's so weird. It's like this hand ham this hammer has a pistol grip but also a spring and a board between it. That's that's Yeah, it's it is some wild, wild stuff. All right, well, oh, that kind of wraps us up for the list that we have for the first episode. Uh, the Simpsons episodes that came out during this time were Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, Treehouse of Horror X, E.I. E.I. Hello Gutter, Hello Fodder, and Eight Misbehavin, which has now opened us up to new characters like Lifeway ed or Lifeway's editor, Luigi Shep, Stephen Hawking, Rosie O'Donnell, the Southern Colonel, the Nahashami the Nahasha Pima Pedalon Octuplets, and Butch Patrick. So now those are now options that we have for uh, covering characters. Actually, looking um, back at it, I was surprised how frequently uh, guest stars came in on this season. Uh, the big thing was uh, it was their 2000 uh, Millennium Bug horror episode. And so there's the good plane full of uh, like all the smart people and then there's the plane of all the horrible people who they shoot to the sun and then also you have the collector uh, comic book guy's evil villain alter ego who has a bunch of superheroes or who has a bunch of actors uh, held in giant mylar bags I have too much knowledge, and it's just pushing all the good stuff out of my brain. And now we can pour all of that weird mixture out inside of a podcast for everybody else. Mm hmm Uh, well, Janine, before I tell you what we'll be getting ready for in the next episode, where can people find you online if they want to see you or the projects that you do? Well, you could be able to find me on Twitter at Janine Juliet. Um, I am also the host of My Favorite Pokemon, a podcast where I sit down and talk to somebody about their favorite Pokemon. It is kind of up on a little bit of a extended hiatus, but it's not taken down, so you can listen to it. I'm also on a couple of other of Luke's projects, including uh, Established Property Playhouse, and I also guested on Exiles. Which I'm pretty sure is, is, is one of the things that you can talk about. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltrack, K-U-L-K-R-E-G, where I link a lot of the comics and podcast stuff that I do. Uh, there's Multiverse of Q, which is done. Uh, RPG Pals Club, Exile that was mentioned, Established Property Playhouse. I've just got a bunch of stuff. 
But uh, yeah, this is initially going up on the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage and other podcasts thread until we kind of figure out whether or not we want to keep doing this because it's a it is an idea with both a lot of runway but also we don't know how much gas there's going to be on this plane so we got to see if we can take off I mean, I like the vibe of it. I like, you know, this kind of idea, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our but next you know, episode... Can oh, you know yeah. what would really make it easier to stick with it? Is if people subscribe or or tell us on Twitter if they like it or... Tell their friends. Yeah, like, if we can get 20 listens on this first episode, I mean, that's a pretty good sign. That was what I needed to do uh, Tales from the Outlands. So, that's that's not too hard. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so... Uh, next episode, Buggy the Clown and some kind of uncomfortable blackface. Next time on Nance Dawn. I'm already a little scared. Yeah, it's the one good edit that four kids made. (laughs) 